Welcome to Disney Honor Roll. I'm Chrissy. And I'm Sharon. We are two teachers who love our families, our students, and everything Disney. When we're not at school or taking care of our own children, we are dreaming of our next Disney vacation. What aspects of Disney will make our honor roll and which won't make the grade? You'll have to listen to find out. Class starts now. Welcome to episode 18 of Disney Honor Roll. Original release date, April 21st, 2021. Today we will be grading the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, but first it's time for our morning announcements. First up, Disney has relaxed its Disney look cast member appearance guidelines this week. Cast members may now have visible tattoos, but not on their head or their face or their neck, and they can wear jewelry, and they can have non-natural nail colors. Cast members can wear any costume that they want, regardless of gender. These changes come along with Disney's recent addition of inclusion as a new key. If you don't know, Disney now has five keys for cast member training. They are safety, courtesy, show, efficiency, and inclusion is the newest key which was added in September of last year. This addition of inclusion is also why other changes are happening around the parks, like the Jungle Cruise modifications and the future makeover of Splash Mountain. I think that is super great. It is definitely time for some change. Allow people to be who they are, especially the nail polish thing. That's Mm -hmm. such a simple thing. And I remember when I was a kid hearing that, like, Disney made people wear their specific kind of underwear under costumes. Oh, wow. Things. So I know that they got rid of that a while ago. But still, like, it's nice to be able to have your own hairstyle. And it'll still go with the theme of the costumes that they're going to be wearing. But I'm sure... I agree. Have some flexibility. Yeah, some some diversity there. I know that, I mean, I think that many Disney cast members will have Disney tattoos. So (laughs) if they're going to have tattoos, so why not allow that? (laughs) Yeah, I read an article about somebody already, a cast member who works at Peter Pan. And they said that even some of the kids that had asked them about the tattoos, and he's just said that he's a pirate from Peter Pan. So that's why he has the tattoos. I'm like, that's oh, such that's a cool really idea. cool. Yeah. See, still sticking with the theming there. Yep. Gotta love it. And it doesn't change who these people are whatsoever. No. They're still going to be the amazing cast members that we know and love. And they'll probably be happier and more enjoyable. Yes. All right. Our next announcement Disney is pairing with the Association of Zoos and Aquariums, the Fish and Wildlife Foundation of Florida the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission, NOAA Fisheries, and SeaWorld to establish the Florida Coral Rescue Center in Orlando. This will be the largest facility of its kind in the U.S. to help protect coral reef and the spread of stony coral tissue loss disease, which has put 22 coral species at risk of extinction. I think this is incredible. I am so excited for this. I totally agree. It's so great that they're putting some money where they need to with global warming and climate change and everything. It's just so great that they're doing something about it. I actually can't wait to talk to my students about this this week. This week, we're wrapping up a unit on biodiversity and why it's important to not have monoculture and have a very diverse area as far as all species are concerned. And uh, this will be a really cool topic of conversation. Definitely, for sure. And it's nice to see that they're pairing with SeaWorld, like one of their little competition to do this. Yes, putting the greater good before anything else. Yes. Now, Disneyland Resort has updated their guidelines. 
Guests using profanity or offensive language will be asked to leave. How sad is that that they even need to put that in writing? I know. It is just a sign of the times, unfortunately. And everyone just needs a little bit more kindness and understanding and patience. And I I hope this goes into effect for Walt Disney World as well. I know. And I feel like they did this because there have been a lot of reports of issues with this sort of thing at Disney World since their reopening last July. And especially when it comes to wearing masks, people get very heated about that. But it's their policy. They're doing it for the greater good of everybody. You know, that saying, don't shoot the messenger. Yeah. These people, it's their job to be there. And unfortunately now it's their job to remind people to wear masks and they should not be getting the brunt of the anger from it. It's not fair. Yeah, definitely not. So everybody just, just, you can choose to be anything. So be kind. Yes, please. The final announcement that we have is there is now a new pop-up shop in Disney Springs featuring all Disney Cruise Line merchandise. How exciting. That's really smart of them. It really is. They're not selling anything on the ships. No, I mean, it's been well over a year now since the ships, since the ships, listen to me, since the <laughs> ships stopped running. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I would buy Disney Cruise Line merchandise there. So I think that's wonderful. I would definitely buy some DCL stuff, especially since I've never been on a cruise with Disney. Then I would buy it now. And then when I go onto the ship, I'll feel like I've already done it because I have some merch. Oh, yes. You'll be you'll be looking cool <laughs> on the ship. <laughs> I just love nautical stuff to begin with. So we have three Disney Cruise Line beach towels. And I've never been on a Disney cruise, but uh, my parents got that for us for souvenirs. And we use them all the time. Mm-hmm. They're really cute. So I'm very happy about that. Yes, me too. Let's move on to our progress reports. Hand-washing stations that were around the parks when they first reopened in July have been removed. Now, I didn't see too many of these anyway when I was there last month. But the ones that I saw, no one was really using. We used it and then didn't see anybody before us or after us. But uh, the hand sanitizers, on the other hand, those were everywhere and those were used often by so many people. Yeah, I can imagine that a hand-washing station would be a lot of upkeep, making sure that there's enough water soap, paper towels, whatever else they need there. So Mm -hmm. hand sanitizers are just so much faster to swap out. And if people aren't using them, then why have them? Definitely. Next progress report here. If you plan to travel to Walt Disney World this summer and have not booked your trip or specifically your park reservations yet, now is the time. Disney recently replenished availability for park reservations this summer, especially in June, which was widely unavailable until this week. Yes, it's unclear if they added additional reservations from increasing capacity or if they just reallocated annual pass reservations to resort or regular ticket reservations. But I'm just glad that there's some more availability for people. As am I. It's it's going to be great for those that are planning to travel and maybe they couldn't get that one park that they really wanted to. I know I've seen some posts of people not able to get Magic Kingdom when they wanted mm-hmm. to go. Or uh, I know on my trip, we weren't able to get Hollywood Studios. I um to save my my kids' feelings <laughs> and my ears a little bit, if I'm being <laughs> honest here, I just told them that Slinky Dog wasn't open yet. Aww. Yeah, <laughs> because we weren't able to go there. Yeah, Hollywood Studios is the hot ticket to get for sure. Yes, yes, but we do have it for our next trip, so I'm very excited about mm. that. So exciting! All right, let's move on to our report card, shall we? I am so excited to grade this ride, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. 
Now, the Tower of Terror opened on July 22nd, 1994 in what was then MGM Studios. Now we know it's Hollywood Studios. Since then, the Tower of Terror has been added to California, Tokyo, and Paris. You know, I didn't realize that it had opened in 94. In my mind, it was later than that because I remember it opening. (laughs) But, uh, huh, interesting. But anyway, in 2017, the California Adventure version closed to be remodeled into an attraction centered around Guardians of the Galaxy. I've heard that one is a great one, too. So I'm looking forward to riding that eventually when I get there. Yes. And the good thing, you know, I remember this announcement that it was changing and people were like, don't change that in Disney World. I'm like, no, it's Disneyland, people. Disney World is blessed with space, whereas Disneyland in California is not. So we are getting a Guardians of the Galaxy ride in Disney World, but over at Epcot where we have the space for it. Mm -hmm. And then they can still keep the lovely Tower of Terror just the way it is. Yes, they can. Now we mentioned this little fact in a, a couple of episodes way back, but the Tower of Terror stands at 199 feet tall. And the reason they chose that height is because Florida law states that any buildings that are 200 feet tall or higher need to have an aircraft beacon on top, which is like a flashing red light. Now, obviously, Mm -hmm. the Imagineers did not want that light. It would take away from the authenticity of the hotel. No hotels have flashing red lights on top of them, really. really. Especially 1930s hotels. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So they chose to stay below that 200 feet mark. So smart. All right. This awesome cue of Tower of Terror here. Mm -hmm. As you enter the Hollywood Tower Hotel, you begin in the gardens where you can see a cracked pathway, overgrown gardens and vines, and you hear 1930s jazz music to set the scene for you. It's so awesome. And then you enter the lobby of the hotel. You can see that the hotel has been left untouched since its abrupt closure. There are cobwebs and there's dust everywhere and the main elevators have out of order signs on them. So, of course, you can't take these normal elevators to your room. Guests are then ushered into the library for a pre-show video. The video shows the hotel in 1939, where five people enter the hotel elevator. But there is a bolt of lightning, and the people vanish, along with an entire wing of the building. Another interesting tidbit, the voice throughout this video is of Rod Serling, the creator of the Twilight Zone series. However, Rod had passed away two decades before this ride was created. So they used footage of Serling from an episode entitled It's a Good Life. And to get the voice for the rest of the attraction, they actually held auditions to cast someone that sounded like him. And Rod's wife, Carol, came to the auditions and chose Mark Silverman to provide her husband's voice. How cool is that? That's really cool. Who knows your voice like your spouse does, you know? (laughs) That's very true. Very true. It must have been weird for her being in a room, just listening to people that sound like your dead husband. I know. <laughs> I mean, Twilight Zone. Yeah. <laughs> but how cool for her, too, to be involved in all that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Now, since the mysterious disappearance of the elevator towers, everyone is forced to use the service elevators. Guests are then directed to the boiler room, which leads to the service elevators. The service elevators have three rows of seats, and when everyone is buckled, the journey to the Twilight Zone begins. (laughs) All right, so let's talk wait time and ride length really quickly. The average wait time is about 58 minutes, and the ride length is four minutes. But I really feel like because you're in the lobby of the hotel, you're in the pre-show, you're waiting to get in the boiler room. It doesn't feel like that long of a wait, and it feels like the ride is actually longer. It does, especially because the ride itself is broken up into a few parts, which let's talk about that now. Mm-hmm. 
So as the elevator rises, you begin your tour of the hotel. The doors open to see a hallway with a window at the end. A flash of lightning appears and ghosts of the missing hotel guests appear. The lights dim until you can only see the window at the end of the hall. And then it begins floating into a field of stars. So everything is dark, which is awesome. The elevator door then shuts and it begins to rise again. When the doors open a second time, the elevator car begins to move forward into what looks like a maintenance room. As the car moves, the lights dim and there are stars and scenes along the way. I think it's really cool that the car actually moves out of that elevator shaft because the very first time you go on this ride, you don't expect that to happen. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm moving forward now? Like, what's going on? Crazy. It's really cool. It's such a smart design Mm -hmm. because they can get more than one elevator going up. Yep. So eventually the car enters another elevator shaft, but this one is pitch black. And the host says, I'm not Rod Serling, so I can't do it as well as he can. But you can try. I have faith in you. You are about to discover what lies beyond the fifth dimension, beyond the deepest, darkest corner of the imagination in the Tower of Terror. Then begins the drop sequence. Rather than a gravity power drop, the car is pulled down faster than the speed of gravity, which causes riders to rise off their seats. So Mm -hmm. much fun. At least once during your drop sequence, the elevator doors will open to reveal a view of the park from a height of 157 feet. I didn't realize that they pull you down faster. I know. It makes sense because and if everything was free fall, you would just stay in your seat because everything's traveling at the same speed. But that's very true. But yeah, very cool. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking we were the good old 9.8 meters per second squared there. But <laughs> <laughs> So the first, when they f- the ride first opened, it only dropped you once. And then they added, oh, now you get two drops, double the fun. But then in 2003, a program was added. So there was a combination of four different sequences with random drops and lifts. The computer randomly chooses one of the four profiles. So once that car enters the shaft, it decides what you're doing, which is so cool. So each of the drop sequences will include one faux drop, which is meant to startle riders, and then also (laughs) one complete drop through the entire tower, which would be 13 stories. Was it really that long ago that they changed it up like that? Mm -hmm. My goodness. Wow. All right. Well, when the sequence is complete, the elevator backs up into the basement of the hotel, past a variety of random items, including Twilight Zone Easter eggs. Not literal Easter eggs, guys, but (laughs) you know, the little Twilight Zone references. The ride turns and parks at a set of exit doors. And of course, you exit through the gift shop. Of course. Always exit through the gift shop. So there are a few hidden Mickeys in this ride. I don't want to tell you because I don't want to spoil them for you. But I will say one is in the pre-show. And there is an unofficial hidden Mickey located on what is called the star field, which can be seen just as the elevator shaft opens in preparation for your drop. This is not an official hidden Mickey because of copyrights that the show Twilight Zone has on the title Starfield. Make sure you ask a Disney cast member about this unofficial hidden Mickey to find which elevator to take to see this interesting but, quote, non-existent Mickey. It's very interesting. I'm going to have to do that the next time I ride. My favorite hidden Mickey is actually on the queue. Mm. So when you first go inside the lobby there, keep your eyes peeled, everybody. Now, here are some other DFFs about the Tower of Terror. And if you don't remember, DFFs are Disney fun facts. Thanks, Mama. (laughs) (laughs) The rear of the building actually has a Moroccan feel because it can be seen from the Morocco Pavilion over in Epcot's World Showcase, which is only two miles away from Hollywood Studios. Now, the back of the ride was made to fit in with that color scheme as much as possible, which... 
How smart is that? So cool. So cool. Unbelievable. Oh, those Imagineers. We just love them. Now get this. If you see the ride's wait time posted as 13 minutes, it will be a walk-on. This is just a little joke. The same applies at the Haunted Mansion over at the Magic Kingdom. So they put 13 minutes because of the unlucky 13 rather than a smaller number than that. (laughs) Our last little DFF is that the ghosts that appear in the corridor actually use the famous Pepper's Ghost trick. It just uses mirrors, which is cool. And this can also be found in the dining room scene at the Haunted Mansion. I love that. Mm -hmm. Now we were sitting here for a few minutes straight trying to think of something to change about this ride. And we both agreed that they already changed it how we would want in putting the different sequences in. And we couldn't come up with a single other thing. Yeah. (laughs) So if you can think of something to change, please let us know. Yeah. I feel like people might say, okay, we want more drops, but I think there's enough. And I think the variation is just, it's perfect the way it is. I agree. All right. So for nostalgia... I can't think of one specific event other than just me enjoying this ride. I always like to go on it. I've gone on it every time I think I've been there. I enjoy it. And I don't have a specific memory. I just remember the cast members being like super into their characters and everything. But I can't think of one specific story to tell. Yeah, it was always one of my favorite rides growing up too. I have many happy memories with my brother and my dad riding that together. Now, I do have one little story here. I had to call my brother for validity checks here. (laughs) (laughs) But back in the 90s, the back middle seat was the only seat with just a seatbelt, while every other seat had a shared lap bar. I mean, it wasn't just a lap bar. It was like a a turbo lap bar. So you felt like you were really secured in there. (laughs) So one time I was with my dad and, and my brother, Bobby, and Bobby was the unlucky one in the back middle. No sturdy lap bar, just a seatbelt that seemed so flimsy. And I remember looking over and he's like pulling on the seatbelt like, oh, what? (laughs) And my memory as a kid, I couldn't remember whether it was my dad or my brother, but it was definitely my brother in that seat. (laughs) (laughs) Not only is it the only seat with the seatbelt at that time, but it's the only seat that's completely open in front of them. Every other seat has a little barricade, like the front row or another seat in front of them. That one was completely open. And Bobby likes to say that he survived the Tower of Terror and tested it out with just a seatbelt for everyone else to now enjoy the ride with just a (laughs) seatbelt. That's so funny. So after hearing this story, we went to look up the information about when they switched from lap bars to seatbelts. And we found that they used to call that seat in the back that just had the seatbelt the suicide seat. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that fits in perfectly with how Bobby was feeling at that point. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just happy it wasn't me in that seat. So thanks, big bro. (laughs) So let's head over to our rubric. You can find our rubric on Instagram and Facebook at Disney Honor Roll. For queue theming, we gave this one a three. We love the queue of the Tower of Terror. Absolutely. Definitely. Queue comfort, it only gets a two because there are outdoor parts to the queue. Unless it's only 13 minutes long. (laughs) True. I've very rarely had to wait outdoors for very long. Yeah, not not too terribly long. Sometimes. And it is shaded, so you're not out in the blazing hot sun. That is very true. Wait time versus ride length. I had to get a zero on that one. Yeah, the only zero. Mm -hmm. Cast member setup is definitely a three. The cast members get so into their characters here, and it's just so great. 
It's so much fun. <laughs> I feel like this would be one of the best places to be a cast member. I would love it. Oh, yeah. As far as rides are concerned, for mm-hmm. sure. It's just that, like we've said many times, there are so many opportunities for cast members to get into a role. And the ones on the Tower of Terror really do. Mm-hmm. And it's just so much fun. Ride Comfort gets a three. Ride Maintenance and Technology also gets a three. Theming, for sure, gets a three. And Ride Extras gets a three. You never know what's going to happen when you drop. Yes. <laughs> that is definitely extra. And our fun hidden Mickey's in there. So that brings the grand total to 20 points, which gives it an A on our rubric. Good job. I'm so excited. We finally have another A. I feel like it's been a while. I know. I agree. Harsh graders here. (laughs) (laughs) So Tower of Terror joins Frozen Ever After, Toy Story Mania, and Kilimanjaro Safaris for an A. Good job. Good job, A's. All right, our quote of the day comes straight from the pre-show at Tower of Terror. We invite you, if you dare, to step aboard, because in tonight's episode, you are the star. So great. I know. Gives you chills. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like I need to have that on my classroom door or something. Like, That's a good idea. In my classroom, you are the star. And now I'm second-guessing myself. Is that the pre-show or is that? Yeah, it must be the pre-show. Yeah, because it's inviting you in. Yeah, yeah. What am I thinking? Silly me. It's not when you leave. (laughs) No, it's not. They do say something when you leave, Mm -hmm. but it's something else. Well, thank you again for listening. We would be honored if you shared our podcast with a fellow Disney lover in your life. We appreciate all of the reviews and feedback you leave us. And don't forget about our Patreon as well. Patreon.com slash Disney Honor Roll. You can get some extra little perks if you sign up there. Definitely. And thank you to our current Patreons. We have some salutatorians there. You guys are wonderful. Thank you. Thank you very much. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Disney Honor Roll and reach out to us there or email us at DisneyHonorRoll at gmail.com. This episode, we asked you to contribute what you would change about the Tower of Terror. And if you let us know, we will put that in our progress reports next week. Shout out to you. (laughs) We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening, everyone. Class dismissed. See See you you real real soon. soon.